Is this thing working? Hello. It's working. Man, yours is working for sure. For sure. For sure. I'm not going into that song. (laughs) Uh, What's up? What's up? LP. Oh, nothing. You know, it's the huge. The huge. It's a Monday. (sighs) I'm still pretty tired from yesterday, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. I felt that earlier. Like, mentally, I'm good. Like, I'm mentally awake. But, like, physically, even my eyeballs are tired. Yeah. Like, my head and my neck is tired. Yeah, so, yesterday was the Wheat Fest Parade, which was awesome. It was so, so good. thank you for everybody that came out and served. That was fun and rewarding. and. Yeah, all of all of yesterday. I mean, all of this weekend, really. We had a, the Harris family had a really, really busy weekend. But we had a lot of good fellowship time, a lot of good family time. Uh, it was just good. Yeah, and I just want to say that um, there was a couple times that people from the, like, parade staff, I know that's not what it's called, but I the team, whatever. Anyway, they, like, saw that I had a lighthouse shirt on, and they're like, thank you guys so much oh, for, okay. like, what you're doing. That's and then awesome. there were, like, people of the community as we were picking up trash that were like, here's some trash, like, thank you for what you mm-hmm. guys are doing, you know. And so it doesn't go unnoticed, um, not like we do it for the attention, but just, like, they wanna, see that it's lighthouse people, yeah, and they see, appreciate what we're doing. We there, want people so. to see Christian people doing things. Yeah, that we're not just holed up in a church, you know, spouting the gospel to other Christians. You know, right. we're just out loving and doing. So, yeah, that was really good. It was super fun. Um, by the time y'all hear this, I think it'll finally be fall. We're what? Re- yeah, I maybe think. fall for the rest of this week, and then probably next week it'll no, be hot again. Don't put that on me. I'm going to look at the weather right now. While I look up the weather, what do we got on the agenda for today? What's what's kicking this in the church? Sunday. Oh, no. Is church- Wednesday is still going to be a high of 93. But after that, Thursday, it'll be 71. So listen to this episode a day late, and it'll be fall. Anyway. There you go. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this coming Sunday is church at the park. Yeah, so yeah. don't forget about that. Um, We'll probably go live on Facebook this week sometime to remind all of you but um church at the park this sunday in oakville at 10 o'clock be there or be square how about don't even think about being in shape and just come to church come be a christian i took it there we have a pastor search team yeah we have one of those and we have the names yep on the wall on the wall at the church yeah to pray for because uh we mentioned it this sunday uh, i'm not gonna be the dude that's that's gonna be preaching there forever sad face sad face i know i'm really really enjoying it but you know what it's gonna be a blessing to um you know have somebody new and have their family come into the church and be that guy like you know i still think about danny and the donatos you know frequently um their family was loved um the, the whole family was loved and you know they were they were in our youth group, and I grew up under Danny. Um, so I just think about, like, the impact that whole family had on our church and had on our community and our lives specifically. So I'm excited to have another family do that. You know, it's just a really exciting thing to have. So we want to pray for the Pastor Surge team because they're the people who are going to go find that family to be a blessing to the church and be a blessing to the community. So pray for those people to be spirit-led and to and to find a good one. Find a good one. Find a good one. Um, so that's what's kicking in the church. Uh, any news? Did you find any news this week? Look, 
I kind of forgot about the news. You know what? I didn't look up any news. Um, we have some local news. This weekend is also Fall Festival. Mm-hmm. It's also Homecoming Parade. It's mm-hmm. a busy weekend in Nashville. So that's your local news, folks. Oh, I saw somewhere at some point this week. When is that? The There's like a super popular food truck around here that people really like. It's called something Lupa. You know what I'm talking about? No idea. Look, Marty Oscar loves it. Marty, if you're listening to this, I know that you love it. I yeah, I have no, I'm uh, not a food see. truck aficionado. The only food truck Lupa. I know about is Fantastic Pops. Lupa. They've got super awesome ice cream pops. Lupa, what is it called? Oh, I don't remember, but they're going to be at Kessel's. That's cool. Just like week. up out of nowhere, they're just bringing some food to the middle of town. Yeah, well, they're having some like, oh, there it is. Oh, hang on. The Rolling Lumpia. So I was close. The Rolling Lumpia. Lumpia. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? If you could see a face through audio waves right now, I'm completely baffled. Look, it's super popular in Nashville. People love it. And they're going to be there on 920. When's that? Uh, Tomorrow. What? Really? Today's the 16th. Today's the 19th. What? What is today? (laughs) The day that we're recording this is Monday the 19th. The The day that this episode will release is Wednesday the 21st. (laughs) Okay, just kidding. You guys are going to miss By the time you hear this, hopefully you will have already enjoyed the rolling lumpia or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. We should try harder. We should try the rolling lumpia because I'm telling you it's super popular. Is it going to be lunch? It's from... 10 to 2. So we're going to lunch together tomorrow. Okay, let me. Yeah. We're not blessing people by what we're talking about I'm right sorry. now. I'm sorry. The Rolling Lumpia. Get over it. Filipino fusion street food. Okay, I I'm over it. I don't officially. want that. What? No. Do you remember the Filipino cheesecake that I had? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't know we were going to get to go into story time today with this. Um,. So there's a Filipino restaurant in Trenton, Illinois, where I used to work at. And I, well, I didn't work at the Filipino restaurant, <laughs> but I worked in Trenton. And there's there's a Filipino restaurant there. So me and one of my work buddies go and check it out. The food was okay. And um, the lady speaking very broken English was just like cheesecake. I'm like, yeah, cheesecake. She goes, rice cheesecake. I'm like, that sounds exotic. Like, let's go. Let's do this. And she brings it out, and it's literally like this bright blue cupcake with half a piece of craft cheese melted on the top of it and i'm like dog there's no way that's going to be good but you can't knock it till you try it right you got to check it out i would have 1000 percent knocked that before i tried it it was so bad <laughs> i wish i would have judged a book by its cover and not went for it it made me sick anyway there's that um so what do you got on the agenda for today, Calista? What are we going to look at for today? Well, we said that we were going to talk about testimonies. I do. I, I was listening back to last week's episode, and I do recall you saying that. So what's up? Yeah. So um, I just thought that we would just kind of go over what the Bible says about telling your testimony and then just kind of break down for people that maybe have never done that, um, what that can look like. And yeah. Don't. All right. The stage so, is yours. Okay, well, first of all, the definition of a testimony is just a formal written or spoken statement. So, um, obviously, in this particular um, form, it's going to be of your um, come to Jesus story or statement or whatever. 
a couple places in the Bible where it talks about this. In Revelation, it tells us, Revelation 12, it tells us that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So it talks about it there. In John 4, um, 39, it says, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So that's the story of the Samaritan woman when Jesus met her at the well. And um, he spoke to her and told her of all the things that she had done. And she was just baffled by that. And so she went out and told um, the people of her town, like, this man knew everything about me. Like, he is uh, the Lamb of God. And so tons of people in that town believed because of her testimony. And then in Acts 26, it talks about, um, that's when the Apostle Paul gives his testimony before King Agrippa, talking about um, his life before his conversion and um, his miraculous encounter with Jesus and just how he was called to serve Christ as an apostle. And so multiple places in the Bible, it talks about our testimonies and the importance of telling your testimony and what that can do. And so I just encourage you to find an area in the Bible um, that talks about that and study that and pray over that uh, before you even begin, Uh, which leads me to my next thing, which is before you even begin writing out or thinking out your testimony, pray about it. Like ask God, you know, be like, I want to do this. Like, please lead me, direct me. Like, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say it? I think that's super important to start with. So how do you want me to tell your story? Right. Because ultimately, God wrote our story. Yeah. Like, what do you want me to say about what you've done? I think that's awesome. Um, well, I've interrupted you. Can can I have just a minute? Yeah. Thank have a you. Um, There's something that came to mind when you were talking about. So, in Revelation, when it says, We have overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, I had mentioned last week that I got emotional every time I told my story because I kept reminding myself of what Jesus had done for me. You know, we're overcoming the enemy. There's some days we can feel like less. There's some days that we have to remind ourselves what Jesus has done for us. Like we won't overcome the enemy unless we continuously remind ourselves what Jesus has done in our life. And then second, when the Samaritan woman is telling her testimony, Jesus is still alive while she's telling her testimony. And something else I had mentioned last week, what if we stop treating Jesus like he was dead. Right. What if we started treating Jesus like he's still alive? Because he is. That Samaritan woman was telling her story saying, this man, this living man has changed my life. So when we tell our testimonies, we need to go tell the story of a living, breathing God that is still moving. Not Jesus has done this for me and now everything's stopped. No, it's still a story in motion. It's still Definitely. going to have that joy and know, hey, this person can do it for you because he's done it for me and he's still doing it for me. Right. So Continues those are things that, day. yeah, just something that hit me while you were while you were saying that. So please continue. Yeah. So um, really quick, uh, I think I had mentioned in one of the previous episodes that um i think it's important to have two different testimonies now um i don't know some of you probably remember back um when danny had um encouraged people to go on facebook and give their story in 90 seconds and that was probably two years ago but that was the first time that i had ever really like thought out and wrote out my testimony and it was actually really cool how that came about because Danny had mentioned, I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, he mentioned it in our office 
watch party that you had done your story in 90 seconds. And um, one of the people on that watch story had messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, like I can't find AJ's story in 90 seconds. Can you point me in that direction? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And then she listened to your story and she's like, wow, that was like really cool. Now tell me yours. And I'm like, I'm just going to be real with you. Like, I don't know. Like I, and so she was able to like minister me in that way and just kind of walk me through like, this is just really encouraged me in that. And so it was super cool how God used, um, that for that purpose. But one of the things that she said that stuck with me was that you need to have two different testimonies. You need to have your story in 90 seconds, where if you only have a couple minutes with somebody, you can still get your point across. And then you need to have like your long drawn out testimony that tells the details of, um, every portion of it. And so that's where I would start thinking is just remember that if you can try to have your 90 second testimony and then your, I've got time to sit down and talk to you testimony. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. Totally agree with that. Yeah. So, um, really quick, I kind of wrote out like a somewhat of an outline, um, just to help those of you who have not done this in the past, um, or even if you have, and I don't know, maybe this will help you out. So number one, um, you're going to do before. So think about your life before you knew Jesus. Like, what did that look like? Um, what were some areas that you were maybe struggling in a little bit? Yeah. Just what did your life look like before you knew Jesus? And then how did you come about hearing about Jesus or what happened that made you realize you needed Jesus or like, what was that point for you where you were like, okay, wait a second. Like this Jesus guy that people are talking about, like he might actually be the answer. So one, what was your life before? Two, what happened that made you realize you needed him? And three, how did your life change afterwards? Like since that moment, how has your life changed? And Something I want to mention to go along with that is your testimony is always going to grow. The way that your testimony ends today may not be the same that it ends in a year from now. Because like you had mentioned, God uses every season of your life to glorify him. And so, you know, it's always going to change. So another thing that I wanted to mention, another quick outline is for those people who um, maybe they are one of those people that just have believed in God all their life. Like they haven't had a big drastic moment. Like that's okay. That doesn't mean that you aren't saved. That doesn't mean that your testimony can't be used. Um, so your outline would look a little different, obviously. So it might look like you could, you know, mention some mistakes that you've made. Like, obviously we're still sinners we still make mistakes. So, you know, talk about those, talk about how they've grown you and what being forgiven for those sins looks like in your life. And then, um, go on to say like, how have you grown in your faith and how do you continue to grow in your faith? How does God continue to work in your life? And so you still have a testimony, even if you don't have that big, like, well, I was a silly person. And then God came and fixed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, giraffe. Before Christ, how silly was I? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, like, I get it. Well, I think even if you don't have big mistakes, you can highlight. You know, you had said, like, maybe you believe in Jesus all your life and um, you can find some mistakes. Even if you can't find mistakes, here's the deal. You weren't saved until you were saved. And I had mentioned it in my testimony that there was a point in my life 
most of my life that I believed in Jesus. You don't just get saved because you believe in Jesus. I mean, there was people back in the time, you know, do you think the men who slain Jesus believe, you know, they believed in him. They saw him. There was plenty of people back in the days of Christ living that will not see, that did not see salvation. And I don't know who is saved and who isn't, but it's easy to believe in Jesus. Is it easy to repent? Is it easy to place him as your Lord and Savior? So there's a moment before you place Jesus as the boss of your life and recognize your true desperation without him. So there's a story to be told before that moment. I think that's really, really important. I think that's almost heavier than, you know, I, I was in prison once and I used to do these bad things and I was a thief and I, I have all these stories and like these people, these really, really intense stories. You no, know, I turned from drugs, like, and then Christ found me. Like, I almost think it's easier to find a savior when you know you're at the depths of life and society. But when things are good and things are always been easy, well, who's to need a savior when things are good? You know, like, yeah. I think that's a really important story to be told. So either side of the fence you're on, we've, we've, you know, said that a number of times over the show that everybody's story is important. So just take the time, you know, and, and Christ will put that in your heart of what to talk about and how to glorify him through what has been done. Yeah. So basically stick to the point, you know, you can leave out some of the gory details, like every part of your testimony should point to Christ. So if there's a Mm -hmm. part of your testimony or a part of your story, I mean, where you're like, well, that was a pretty intense part of my life, but that doesn't directly point to Christ in your story. Just leave it out. It's unnecessary. Um, be specific. Include, like, in specific events, genuine feelings. Like, make your testimony relevant and relatable to the people that you're telling it to. Um, and then, like I said, make sure that you mention current. Like, what's going on in your life right now? What is God doing? How is he continuing to work? Because people don't just want to hear, well... God saved me and now here I am. Like they yeah. want to hear like God saved me and my life has never been the same. Like every single day God is working in me yeah. and growing me and you know like It's like an Amazon review. Nobody cares if you bought this puzzle on Amazon. Everybody right. wants to make sure it went together good. Yeah. That's, that's why you're re- reading reviews on everything. Everybody wants to know your review on what Christ did for your life. Right. And then just be honest. Like don't exaggerate or dramatize your story. Um just remember that your story is your story and what, however big or small or intense or lackluster you think your story is, all God needs you to do is tell it. And yep. the Holy Spirit will do what it needs to do to move in the person that you're telling it to. And so you don't have to make it this big thing if it's not. Like, just say it how it is and God will use that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then just a couple more things before we close out on that. Um, something that I had read when I was kind of doing some research on this subject, I just wanted to share with you guys because it really kind of hit home for me. It said, skeptics may debate the validity of scripture or argue the existence of God, but no one can deny your personal experiences with God. If you tell someone how God worked a miracle in your life, how he blessed you, transformed you, lifted and encouraged you, or perhaps even broke and then healed you, no one can argue or debate that. When you share your Christian testimony, you go beyond the field of knowledge into the realm of relationship with God. That's good. It is because, you know, it is easy to read the Bible and look at the facts and read these stories and debunk them if you want to try to debunk them or, you know, like 
however people are going to try to say. It's well, easy to argue over words that have been written right. thousands of years ago. But whenever you come up and you're like, I personally yes. have experienced God in my life in this way. Yes. Like nobody can say that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what I got. And then lastly, just remember that your testimony is powerful. And again, regardless of how. No great story ever written was made to remain unheard. So tell your story. Don't be afraid to pray about it. Write it out and keep it in your pocket. If you, I'm not saying that you should write out your testimony and then tomorrow, tomorrow's your day. Go tell it. Like, I'm not saying that has to be the case, but like have it ready because you never know when it's going to be your time. Yeah. You know, you never know when God's going to be like, now, now yeah. tell your testimony. Yeah, just think about what's important, you know. Yep, so. Well, cool. I love that. Some encouraging stuff there. That's what I got as far as testimonies go. Sweet. 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 All right, then. So, what do we do to close it out today? Well, I do have an animal fact. All right, let's so hear So, we it. can start with that. Let's do that. Okay. An ostrich... Which, by the way, ostriches are pretty terrifying. Yeah, they're really not cute. No, they're very odd. They're very, yeah. I don't yeah. see them often. Where I couldn't tell you the last time I saw an ostrich. Um, I think we see emus at like petting zoos and things like that. But I'm okay, pretty but sure ostriches are the like... the last time you saw an ostrich. I don't think I've ever seen an ostrich because I think they're native to like Africa. They're huh? definitely from no, across the pond. I think I've pond. seen one in my life before. Hey, Google. What are ostriches native to? That was a weird way to ask that question. Africa. I told you. All right. Hey, There's not ostriches in the United States. Hey, Google. Stop. No. Well, you just go deer hunting and you accidentally come across an ostrich. You're like, hey, buddy, you're in the way. Stop. I (laughs) thought, like, I've seen one at a farm somewhere. I mean, I like petting zoos. Ostriches, babe. Emus. That's not the same thing. I feel like you may have gotten them confused at a point. I Somebody feel may like have purchased maybe it was a dream, but I really feel like okay, I remember... camels aren't native to America, but we okay, you get to ride them to at Lady of the Snow Shrine. I feel like I remember at one point we went on a field trip when I was a kid, and I remember seeing an ostrich egg. Like they were like, "Check it out! Ostrich eggs are intense." Yeah, maybe I mean that was a dream. They could be a prop. It could be what? the ostriches at the zoo. Okay, We're done anyway, talking about ostriches. Ostriches' uh, eyes are bigger than its brain. I've heard about that. And ostriches' eyes are about the size of billiard balls. So and a pool they take ball. up, yeah, and they take up so much room in the school that the brain is actually smaller than either <laughs> of them. Oh man, those poor guys. I guess you don't need a whole lot of brain to do a whole lot of thinking, though. I mean, look how much brain we got. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, like, we don't do think they the do? best. They run and they do something else. Do they? Spit? They bury their heads. They get scared and they bury their heads. They're like, can't see you, can't see me. Huh. Oh, that might be a myth, but I'm running with it. It's something that I like to believe. So there you have it, folks. Apparently, we don't have ostriches in the United States, and also they have tiny little brains. So It's okay. And have you seen the size of an ostrich's head? I feel like it can't be. I mean, if their eyes are the size of a pool ball, and there's two of them suckers, I mean, its head's got to be... Maybe, maybe, golly, those things' heads are bigger than I thought. I'm done with ostriches. So what I would like to do now is I got some dots. We went to a parade. We went to the, the wheat, wheat festival fest. parade. Yeah, and we got way too much candy. So um, you're just going to pick two of them. I'm going to try to guess the flavor. We've already looked of at this them. Dot. Well, I'm lo- 
my eyes are shut now. <laughs> I mean, I know what color of dots there are. I don't know what you're color colorblind. you're colorblind. Gonna... All of these probably look the same to you, but one. I feel like Go get a different things. box of dots. I'm not doing that. I'm Go not get getting up. I'm not getting. Go get a different <laughs> box of dots. I'm not doing that. Dot. Just give me a dot. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not playing the game. Let you All go right, get other dots. All right, so let's do some what you rather's then. All right, fine. Close your eyes. No, I'm going to put it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. Ah. Okay. <laughs> he officially... Lots of pink. Oh, you got it right. Oh! This is so ridiculous. I feel like dots are probably the easiest thing to tell what flavor I've never have. eaten a dot. They're so packed full of flavor. I ain't even got to clear the palate. What's the next one? Okay, the next one. What is it? That one's red. No, it's not. No! Oh, you got one wrong. Haha. Don't even go to clear the palette. I should have cleared the palette. All right, give me a would you rather while I eat these dots. Okay. This was just an excuse to eat candy on the show. Oh my gosh, he loves candy. Would you rather see me every day for a month or once a week for a year? Oh, so like. I get to see you 30 times or I get to see you 52 times? Well, 30 times consecutively or once a week for the whole year. Um, once a week for the whole year. Yeah. That, that like spreads makes my, my time s- out. That literally makes me sick to my stomach. To yeah, that would out. really, that'd be <gasps> a huge terrible. bummer. Okay. That's well, no fun. That one stinks. Okay. Would you rather have hamburgers or hot dogs on the grill? Oh, I mean, hamburgers all day. Really? Look. What? Look, a grilled hot dog is the best hot dog. I mean, yeah, that's the best hot dog, but it's still a hot dog. Oh boy, I don't. I would pick a hot dog, what? a grilled hot dog over a grilled burger. I would say a solid eight times out of ten, grilled burgers are dried out. Who's cooking them? Anybody I've ever shenanigans. I don't. Yeah, I do kind of. I do kind of dry them out. You're right. They do get dried out on the grill. Hot dog all day. No, I'm still going burger. All right, give me one more. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna give you another question. Who was your favorite family member when you were growing up, and are they still your favorite? <laughs> I'm so glad my mom listens to the show. <laughs> probably my, probably my mom. Growing just up, saying that because she listens no, to the show. Man, like I'm it's surprised so funny. you didn't say your grandma. Oh, your grandma. grandma well, I was Louis. thinking like in the house. Oh, okay. So, in the house, definitely my mom, just because... Poor dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I really enjoyed time with my dad. Like, we did a bunch of cool stuff, like work on the car. Look, I do miss splitting wood as a kid. Like, I miss bundling up, going outside, and swinging the axe. Like, learning to get strong, do man stuff. But, like, I vividly remember, like, just binging out on video games as a kid for, like, six hours straight. My parents probably thought I had just, like, melted into the floor (laughs) some days. But then I would come out. And explained all six hours of my video gaming to my mom. She was playing bingo on her computer, you know, just like being a good mom and uh-huh, okay, oh yeah, you know, just like listening to what I was saying. And I'd just be pacing around the kitchen, just telling these stories of what I've done in my video games. And she would just sit there and uh-huh. just take it and just let it bounce off of her or let it pass through her ears or, or whatever. But that was that was good memories, you know. So that's so, so nice. yeah, I really really enjoyed my mom. So as in a kid. the household, mom, mom overall outside of the household, like overall as a whole. Oh yeah, definitely Grandma Sandy. Yeah, that that's woman. What I figured. She was like the first person that like, and it sounds strange because like my dad read me the Bible and my my parents took me to church, but like Grandma Sandy was like the first person 
that showed me the heart of Jesus Christ. Like, and I didn't understand it as a kid, but like, there was something about how she had her Bible out. Like, she didn't just have a Bible on the table. She had her Bible to where she could pick it up on Sunday morning. Like, she left it in a certain place so she knew where it was to make sure she had it with her when she went to church on Sunday. And it was beat up and it was ragged. And I never understood why Grandma didn't have a nice Bible because she used it. Yeah. You know, and like, just to hear her heart. Like, I don't she know. Was so sweet. There was something about her, like, just the Spirit of God poured out she of that made woman. The best, the, the best, best brownies. Prize. Oh, her brownies, grandma's brownies, grandma's I don't chocolate know that chip. I ever cookies. tried grandma's brownies. Yeah, she was. She, you got to meet her after she had beat cancer. Yeah, and her her baking was kind of on a decline there. Man, love you, grandma Sandy. All right, what about you? Uh, favorite favorite family member inside the house? That's your mom. Your, growing your sister? up, it would be my sister. Yeah. Growing up, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. And then, as a whole. Grandma Clybecker. You tell a lot of stories about Grandma Clybecker. I feel like it's got to be grandmas as a whole. I don't know, man. That's hard. It's, like, hard because we didn't, like, go see our families often. Like, yeah. you guys, you always tell stories about, like, almost every weekend. You were well, yeah, it was, like, every weekend we went and saw Grandma Sandy. Yeah. So. so, yeah, I don't know. I did really, really love my Grandma Clybecker. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe. Awesome. Well, hey, you know what, y'all? Think about that this this uh, week. Whenever you hear this, go think back on some good memories, you know, of like who is an awesome family member to grow up with, you know, inside the house and help. Pardon me, outside the house, you know, just uh, take them dots. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I feel like I can't even talk. Think about your family. Love you. And you know what? If those family members are still around, you're still in, and they're still alive, you know, um, you have a good relationship with them, let them know. Go yeah. reach out and be like, you know what? I and really enjoyed growing with you. Literally anybody in your family that was great. Look, we love you. Yeah, we love y'all. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. We love you. Lighthouse loves you. Yeah. You are loved. You are loved. <laughs> so, All right, LP peeps. Episode ran long again. Way to go. You'll edit some of it out, I'm sure. Yeah. Should I edit out talking about us editing it out? Maybe. Hmm. Hmm behind the scenes thing come on what's our catchphrase this week people are actually participating oh you're right okay our catchphrase is to get to the very end oh um grandma grandma sandy just grandma oh man come on all right it's not about me grandma grandma hit us with a grandma if you've made it to the to the finale yeah all right let's